Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. What's up? Dean Blandino, another episode of Good Calls, episode 27. As always, sitting next to me, my producer, Travis Hansen. What's up, Travis? You're going to ask me a question so I don't feel so... Nervous? I'm going to ask you that hat. What hat are you wearing? It's a Quicksilver hat. It, it looks yeah. like the leaked Los Angeles Rams logo. It, they only could be so lucky that their logo would be this cool. It's have you aware of that? On, on audio, Joe Madrid. Joe, are you aware? We're gonna get to Joe in a second. Are you aware of the leaked Los Angeles Rams logo? I'm not aware. Not Google it, look it up. It has not gone over very well. The 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 initial reaction has not been positive. It looks kind of it looks more chargerish than Ramish. Um and it's it's kind of like I guess it's supposed to be a wave. I don't know. Kind of looks like a wave, and it's supposed to be a horn. Here's my theory. Here's my theory: is that the 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 NFL creative people leaked the photo because they were thinking about it. They leaked it intentionally to get some feedback. And if the feedback was positive, we're going to go with it. If the feedback is what it is, which is currently not positive, then they'll just say we we didn't that that wasn't us. That's not us. That's not us. I don't think I've seen anything positive about it. There hasn't been any positive feedback no. regarding it. It's interesting. It, lo- it almost looks like if they took the two teams and tried to make one logo. logo, it's, it's, I think, just go back, the old Rams. I like the old Rams With helmet. the white and the blue. Yeah. The old school. Let's go back to that. Let's go Chargers, powder blue, and, and call it a day. But that's just me. Let I'm me pull it up that. for you. Joe, Joe is back. Joe took, so Joe needed a little reset time. Joe wanted. He's had a tough season. He's he's worked really hard. He, he's looking at the logo. Now. He, oh, that's ugly. He he worked really hard this year, and <laughs> he um and we're gonna get to how we have someone replacing you in the studio. By the way, um but <laughs> oh, but he worked really hard this year, and he needed a little R and R, so he went to Costa Rica. How was Costa Rica, Joe? How was it? Costa Rica was amazing. I bet so much fun. I've what never a beautiful been. Town. I've never been. So, you know, based on your Instagram stories, it looked like you were, you know, there was a lot of um, me time, some meditation. There was, you were, you, you actually, you found a jujitsu gym and you were able to practice jujitsu. Kickbox every day. Kickboxing. Did you do some surfing? Did Um, some surfing. 
did some uh, you know hiking up to the waterfalls. Drank just a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. just a little partying, a little partying. Um, what is the what is the kind of the setup? Like where you were you were staying in a hotel? You were staying in, in, a, in a villa? What were Airbnb you? right on like right on the ocean. What okay. are prices to get houses and stuff down? So there? cheap. Like I got a week in a really nice modern place right on the water, ocean view from my bed. Sweet. 900 bucks for the week. Well, I feel like I feel nice. like travel right now, coronavirus is definitely impacting yeah. prices and you probably um I love the coronavirus. Getting, I'm like, wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I, can, I can't right. agree with that. Well, I I, I do think <laughs> look, Joe's a Joe's a half glass uh, uh, uh Glass half full type of guy, so he's looking at the. Positive. Oh, I'm looking at sure. flight today. Um, I but, actually so was looking at flights, but too, it is it cheap. certainly is impacting travel, and and um, but I'm glad to see you had a nice time. Glad to see you're back in one piece. We were working. We were working as usual, going right from college NFL to XFL, and and we actually had our first XFL officiating controversy this past weekend, and so just kind of breaking it down, it's interesting. Um, so. The end of the Seattle-Houston game, and I think we anticipated, look, the timing rules are different, and Houston had a first down, I think, with like one thirteen on the clock, and Seattle was out of timeouts, which normally in college in the NFL, you could run out the clock and take a knee. Um, in the XFL, you can't, and it just, it it really underscored the the uniqueness of the rule and what you do have to do some different things because you can't just take a knee. So what they did was they took a knee, First down, second down, third down. So now on fourth down, they're they're snapping the ball with about four seconds left. And PJ Walker, the quarterback, Walker, he, <laughs> he takes the snap and takes a knee on fourth down. And there's two seconds on the clock. The clock operator lets time expire. And there really should have been two seconds on the clock. And he they were on, they were at like their own 23-yard line. And and so it Seattle should have should have and Travis is is I just doing the, the thing here. that I hate. <laughs> I absolutely hate it because I don't know what the hell he's doing and he's taking his computer <laughs> and he's turning it toward me and he's like trying to do sign language and point it. I'm, I'm like, watching. I don't know <laughs> what you're trying to tell me and you're breaking my my train of thought. So stop it. I apologize. We need focused, okay, Travis. Focused, okay. So Lazy. anyway, I, th- I thought I was helping. So anyway. Game should have been stopped, and they should have put time back on the clock. And so we're in the studio, and I'm trying to call the replay booth, and they're not picking up. And, <laughs> and Travis knows. like tra- I was kind of frantic at that point. Almost as bad as you were just there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and by the time we, we were able to communicate with the replay booth, look, they just missed it. We missed it. Um, and by that time the teams had left the field and it was going to be, I made the decision at that point with the communication that we had in place, it was going to be a big, big deal to try to get these teams back out for one play. Um, and I thought that would be more of a kind of like looked at as more of a, this discombobulated effort. And I didn't want that to be what people took away from it. And so look, game over, we blew it and we'll deal with it. And that's ultimately what happened. And the XFL put out a statement, which I think people were were pretty like the response to the statement was was yeah for gauging the general public positive. like we did with the Rams logo. Yeah, they, I think you they, guys won this one. So the XFL we put out a statement and crafted this statement that hey, look, here's what happened. 
here's what should have happened. We made a mistake and, um, you know, we regret the error. The officiating supervisor, unfortunately, will be reassigned. And and that was it. And and it kind of put the whole deal to bed and people said, okay, that, you know, we appreciate that. You you owned up to it and and we can move on. And and there was a lot of, you know, the social media. And again, that's it's part of the deal. Obviously, people are gonna say, Well, I wish the NFL would do that. And one guy actually one guy actually tweeted me, Hey, Dean Blandino and his goons can learn something from the XFL. <laughs> I love that. I was that like, tweet. Hey, wait, I was this was, I, that was, that was, that I was, was part me. of that. I was part of this whole deal. <laughs> Joe, how do you think they uh, should handle that last two seconds? Well, if the teams are already gone off the field and everything, yeah. What, what are you going to do? Bring everyone back? Which which was an option, and I've been a part of that, and that's what was going through my mind. Like, I remember there was a game in, in, in Foxborough, the old, you know, new, before they went to Gillette, and it was, it was um, they, brought, they brought the teams back out after they reversed a call. A replay got involved on something at the end of the game, and it took them, like, almost a half hour to get everybody back. And it was just a complete shit show. And that was what was going through my mind and saying, okay, how are we even going to accomplish this? And the officials were in the locker room. It was just, you know, look, we missed it. We blew it and we've got to be better and we'll learn from it. And it's just, it's just one of those things. And as long as, you know, as long as you're involved in officiating, there's going to be some controversy. There's going to be some issue that comes up. And, uh, you know, it was interesting just, just walking through it and obviously just trying to put some, you know, we do have communication in place from me in the, in the, I'm in the LA, the Fox sports studio. We do have communication. Obviously we're going to add another layer so we don't get into a situation where I can't communicate, especially at the end of the game. Oh, is that going to be my new job? No, I'm the other layer. No, you're not the other layer, but, (laughs) but it did. I was, it was interesting. I was talking to, I have a, one of my mentors, um, at the NFL is a man named Joel Bussert and Joel was the, the, the head of player personnel at the NFL office for a long, long time. And then was pretty much the lead on the competition committee from the, the, the league office standpoint. And, uh, and I've known him, I started at the league office when I was 23 and and Joel took me under his wing and I've learned so much from him. And I, I was talking to him about what happened and just kind of asking his advice. And he told me about a, a play in a, in a, NFL, I think it was a playoff game, but I don't know. It was like in the fifties where fifties or sixties, where it was fourth down and the team on offense was behind and they threw a pass into the end zone and a fan was on the field, knocked the pass down, like ran onto the field, knocked the pass down and kept running and nobody picked it up. Like nobody realized that it was a fan. And because back then he said the security was not the same where fans would be on the field, not in the playing field, but on the physical field, like, you know, out of bounds. And this guy just ran on the field, knocked down the pass, kept running. And no one realized it till the next day when the coaches were watching their, you know, 16 millimeter game film. And I said, could you imagine that happening today? Oh my God. Like in a, imagine like Chiefs Patriots playoff game and it's fourth down and Brady drops back to throw and, and Edelman's wide open and some fan in like a Chiefs jersey, like the fan dressed up like Andy Reid, like comes out and knocks the pass down. Insane. It happened. It happened. I looked it up. It says November 3rd, 1961. It was a Patriots game, an AFL game. At Nickerson Field in Boston Jeez. versus the Dallas Texans. 
That's insane. What does it say? It's it, says, it said fan ran on the field, um, joins Patriots defense. Let's see here. Stand by. Maybe you should turn your laptop to the No, I'm not see. doing that ever <laughs> no, again, this you guys. Is good. That's why you have the laptop in front of you. You well, See, I was just trying to initiative. share what no, the, the time Take is. some initiative, Travis. You have the laptop. You have the... All you have all of the world's information at your fingertips. Take some initiative. Go. I thought I was just going to share it with you while you were no, talking no. to give you the time and the go, plays. Go. Like I was giving the play by play before. Go. So it says the man in the trench coat ran into the end in zone. In a trench jo- coat. <laughs> so he knew, like he was trying to. He he was clearly trying to blend in because that's what you do on a football field. In a trench coat. And he said he made the final play of the game. That's so good. He was wearing a trench coat. <laughs> like that's like the. Dude, he's, he's talking to his friends. He's like, dude, they'll never see me. It. Why? Because I'm going to wear the trench coat. Oh, the trench coat. Yeah, you just clear. blend in. You just blend in. And he just, I guess back then though, in the 60s, maybe like the security personnel had trench coats. Maybe. Maybe that's how we blend in. What, what I love is looking at old NFL films footage of like the, the Steelers games of the 70s and you have like the station wagon, the wood panel the station car. wagon, I'm cars the, just, parked on the side of the field. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's so amazing. It. I, I so this, really that, wish so that's twenty we, years we later, ten years back. later. I really wish we could go back. We need more cars on the sideline. Like, and just like, how about like bringing <laughs> the guy smoking a cigarette on the bench? Like, yes. just or he had just, to have been drinking booze. Manager smoking in the dugout. Is the away, best. just puffing away on the bench. Like, I don't care. Like, look, I don't smoking. Kids, smoking's not good for you, but it does look cool. Like, it it clearly. Some of those pictures look pretty damn cool. Like of of you know a guy in the locker room or you know on the bench smoking a. I mean that was back when it was Joe Cool, right? It was. It was cool. It was cool cigarettes. That was the whole point. Yeah. I go never ever like I'll tell my boys like don't don't not smoke because it's not cool. Here's a picture of a lung after right. after. 18 years of smoking. Here's why you don't smoke. Or those commercials. They did a great job. Remember those commercials. With the the anti smoking commercials, where the guy, oh, yeah, the dude had the, the guy's thing. He's like, I don't yeah. care, yeah. like that. Like I can't take a shower. That's a lasting like, image. That is yeah. yes. Like show that that will stop me from smoking. Like that, a hundred percent. Just like, play that at bars too, when guys uh, oh are like God. drinking and your inhibitions are down a bit, and you want to go have a dart out in the parking lot. Like, so, but we did though. We did. We did realized that I took my son, my nine-year-old son, Luca, to the studio on Sunday, and he was running the video. And we realized that of the two oh, people that wow. did it before, Janita, who you're used to hello. do it before Joe. What's up, Janita, if you're listening? And Joe does it now that Luca is far and away better than both of you. Like, far and away better than both of you. Like, involved. He's not, a good at, he's not as good at getting water for he's you, He's not as good as getting water. Here's <laughs> Joe, you have him... You have him, you're light years ahead of him getting water. Because he would get water for me and he would put stuff in it. He put like creamer and like oh, trying to play a joke on. on me. Yeah. He loved the water machine, the, be- yeah. the Bevo, the Bevo Be- water Bevy. machine. Bevy. Bevy. I love yeah. the water machine. He loves too. the water machine, but he wouldn't just bring me water. He would put stuff in it because he thinks he's funny. And How many uh, bottles have we saved at this point? Did anyone check that? I haven't checked in a while. It's got to be in the half a mil. I don't know, but somebody jacked my water bottle. Yeah. Oh, the nerve. Somebody jacked it yeah. on Saturday. That happened to me the with, first week. With his initials on it. With my initials on it. Yeah. With all the coronavirus stuff that's or going on, you're going to steal a water bottle? Yeah. Seems like a weird time. Right? You know? Meanwhile, the in D.C., have you seen the D.C.? Talking about XFL, have you seen? Oh, my God. That's a cool tradition. I'll pull it up for And you. when you talk about traditions and what people like happen organically, D.C. now has this super cool tradition now. 
I know they've only had like three home games, but it's called the the, the cup beer, snake, the beer snake, beer snake, cup snake. So they take the beer cups and they build it throughout the game to see how long they can make it. And Here, here's oh, a video of Oliver wow. Luck and taking Oliver a Luck, cup and adding to it. Our commissioner took a cup. And and it was great though because because we can Look hear that. that I gotta find so a cool. better video. It's so cool, but it was funny because I'm not gonna name names, but one of our one of our on air talent during the break they were showing it. And <laughs> oh my god! And they were they were getting ready to show it on the <laughs> air, and one of our on air talents like yeah, spreading coronavirus one cup at a time. <laughs> but so. so Let's talk about what the, the statement said because Joe doesn't know what the statement said because he didn't see that and, and see if he likes what could possibly happen with the last two seconds of that game. Well, the statement didn't. So one of the discussions, so we, we were discussing, okay, let's put out a statement. Um, let's own up to it. But one of the discussion points was, you know, Seattle and Houston play in week 10 of the regular season. So do you, do you play the last two seconds the the last two seconds of the game before, before you start like the new, you start like a baseball game. game. Yeah, that that's you, not a bad idea. So it it was definitely discussed. I don't know if ultimately that's going to happen, but it I was think definitely, that's cool. I think it was definitely discussed, and and so it would be it would be interesting to have that to have that that conversation and see how that's going to go. Can I say something about the play Travis, calling Travis. by Houston though okay. at the end? Yes, Travis, you can, here's the thing. It's a podcast. You, you can have a say mic right in front of your you face. Want. Just say it. You can say whatever you want, Travis. Say it. Houston's play calling was awful. Okay. So here's, I went right. back, I went back and watched the tape, the TV copy. And here's what, and, and I think it was just, again, Do you want the play I by play? I'll timing, turn it I know. You. Please don't turn it toward me. <laughs> I think the timing the timing rules are still, everybody's still getting used to them. Right. You can now remember the, the head coach or the play caller can, what are you doing? I'm you're showing really, you the cup you're snake. Really, so awesome. You're really distracting me. Stop. It's just cup snake time. Okay. Stop. <laughs> the, the Caucasian rattlesnake needs to stop. Anytime <laughs> we're talking snakes, you know, I gotta he gets get so involved. excited. So the, the play caller and June Jones, who's the head coach of Houston is the play caller. He can communicate with the quarterback and all skill position players at any point. So if you watch the TV copy, he's trying to tell PJ Walker to throw the ball away. He's at just before the snap, he says, throw it over their bench, throw it over their bench. And obviously PJ didn't either didn't hear it or didn't process it because he just took a knee. But June, June did tell him it was late, but he did tell him because what you do in that situation Watch the Super Bowl. What did the Chiefs do at the end of the game when they're trying to run out run out the clock? Mahomes just runs just, and then he just ran it. out yeah. and just threw it as far as he as he needed to throw it. Yeah. And that's what and I'll do a tape this week for the coaches. I do one every week for the coaching staffs and I'll show, you know, a couple of examples. Hey, look, I know the rules are different. I know we're all getting used to them. No excuse on the officiating side. We got to make sure we get it. But we want to avoid this situation altogether. Here's what you can do. You could even you could take the snap, drop back, let time expire, and then just spike the ball on the ground. It's intentional grounding, but it doesn't extend the game. The game's still over. So you can do all of those things versus taking a knee and uh, you know, trying to run out the clock and not and 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 risking having time on the clock. So interesting situation. Um, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll shift gears, we'll talk NFL, CBA, NFL rules change proposals next on Good Calls. 
If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. All right, we're back. Good calls. Let's shift gears. Let's go to NFL. Obviously, the big thing right now is the CBA. It is out for a vote. Um, and and I wish you let the music go a little longer. I really like to hear it when I listen to the podcast. Just put it. Don't you have it in your phone? You can listen to it. Go work out and listen to the to the music. <laughs> we were we were also talking about how shitty an audio guy you were because you don't. We have we have how many sound effects and he never uses them. We have a total looks like a eight over there. And no, times like every time there's a whistle opportunity, you miss it. Every time there's like I don't know what 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 other. Audio. If they're impromptu jokes, how am I supposed okay. to know when to hit the bum? Anyway, all right. So the CBA <laughs> vote, it's out for a vote. What seems to be the deal, and they just extended it. The yeah, NFL why did they PA extend just it? extended it? I don't know. It's interesting. Dax deal's not done. I, is that what I, it I is? don't. Yeah, I don't know what the extension was about, but now I think it's extended through Saturday. Is that? I thought I heard Monday recently. Can you pull that up, Travis? Yeah. You have the computer. Turn it. Just turn it towards him when you don't do turn it. it don't talk me. to me like that. There. But what what don't seems turn, turn, to yeah. be what, what I guess seems to be that this this deal there's in the NFL right there's the haves and the the have mores. I guess, and and so what? The, whether it's sixty to sixty-five percent of the players who are on a, a minimum salary, that 
this deal is really good for that core group of players, you know, that, that those minimum salaries are going to get a big bump, that all of those things for that core group of players, this is, this seems to be a good deal. Whereas the, you know, that whatever it is, 25%, whatever that number is of your superstar players, this deal is not as good. And, and I think what the, the consensus is, and that's what the negotiating committee from the NFLPA side did was they're, they're, they're trying to, to get a deal that's going to help the largest percentage of their membership. And, uh, and so if I would have to guess, my guess would be that this deal is going to pass. They only have to get, they only have to get 50% plus one. And, uh, and so I would imagine that this would pass because of the deal being positive for that core group of players. Um, but you are going to have a very loud, uh, minority of players like your, you know, even whether Aaron Rodgers has spoken out about it and some others who have spoken out about it. But I do think that the the core group of players that ultimately will carry the day. Do those guys carry more weight because they're kind of the bigger names? No, I mean you get one vote. So if there's if there's two thousand players in the league, then there's two thousand votes, and everybody gets one vote, and uh, and that's how it works. That seems to make a whole lot of sense. Maybe the United States government should. Should do that. Should maybe Should pay focus attention. On that. I don't yeah. know what Travis is looking up. Like he's trying to solve the uh, like an algebra problem over here on his computer. What What are you looking at, Travis? It says Saturday. We're just looking at eleven fifty nine p.m. We were just looking for the for the date. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. I got it. Yeah. I was just waiting for you guys to finish no, your no, conversation. No, no, no. You just I didn't speak. Want to jump in. You just speak. All right, let's speak go. Spoken to. Let's what I was go to the playing rules proposal. So. I have in front of me the um, the playing rule proposals for 2020 that are submitted by the clubs. So teams can submit playing rule proposals. These will get discussed. The competition committee is meeting on, on beginning on March 21st down in Florida, Naples, Florida. And then the league meeting will start on the 29th. That's when they'll have more discussions and then they'll actually vote on, on any of these proposals that make it, that don't, that don't get withdrawn. So the first proposal I have is from Philadelphia. This, this is an expansion or a, a, an edit to the blindside block rule. And, uh, and so what this, what this does is it changes the language to say that uh, it's a foul if a player initiates a block when his path is toward or parallel to his own end line and makes forcible contact with his forearm or shoulder to an opponent who cannot reasonably expect such contact, and uh, and so what this does is it 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 makes it it makes it a little less, um, it it makes it a little broader. And this is more or less the college rule. The college rule says that that when a player can't anticipate that contact, then it's a blindside block. And the NFL has tried to create a more of a black and white rule where this makes it it adds an element of discretion on the official's part to say okay. That player can reasonably expect that contact in that posture, in that position. This player can't. And I think you go back to the block in the in the Texans Bills playoff game where it was I think it was Cody Parker, the the Bills offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. It was a big play in the game, got penalized for a blindside block, and then they moved him out of field goal range fifteen yards. And a lot of people felt like that defender in that position should have been able to expect that contact and it shouldn't have been a foul. And I think that's what this language does. So that's, that's playing rule proposal one playing rule proposal two is just makes the, the, the change from last year that um, any try is automatically reviewable last year. That was a one year change. Um, This just makes it, makes it a, uh, a permanent rule, which will pass. Um, This one's interesting. This is a playing rule proposal. Number three, this is an alternative to the onside kick. 
And basically what this says is that a team can can elect to retain to possession no more than two times during the game. And you can notify the referee that you're going to forego a kickoff or a safety kick and the ball will be placed at the 25-yard line and you got one play and it's a fourth and 15, basically. This so, is kind of the same thing the Broncos proposed this is basically last year. What, yeah, this is what the Broncos proposed last year. This is what the, the Alliance of American Football had is similar. It was a fourth and 12 play from the 28. So this is getting rid of the onside kick and making a fourth and 15 the way that you retain possession. Um, Joe's got a quizzical look. Joe, what, what's, your, what's your thought on that? I'm just thinking. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. So... Maybe if you had put your phone down earlier and you listened to the whole conversation. His phone's not even on the table. Did you lose in Costa Rica? So, oh God, if he lost I did lose phone, my wallet, actually. He, yeah, God. but that, he's not nearly as upset if he would lose his phone. Forget it. So what this does is it takes the onside kick out. You can go for a fourth and 15. I don't think this really, I don't think this has a chance. I think you look at the onside kick um, this past season and it was you know up over 10% in terms of success rate on the expected onside. And I think the league is comfortable with that. I just, this is a, I'm not going to say gimmick because it's a, still a football play, but it, it, it does. It's a, it's a big departure from what we're used to. And, and I know the onside kick is, is, is not an easy play to execute. You know, you do have safety concerns, but there are safety concerns on every play. Um, but this, this is a proposal. Um, for, I think putting a cap on it at two makes it a little less gimmicky. Cause then it's like, you're not up 28 points with two minutes to go. And now all of a sudden these, a team scores and they Correct. they're able to, are, to are, do it three times in a row on you. Are the st- statistics about statistics about the same? For, com- converting a fourth well, and yeah, 15? the fourth and fifteen. That's where you that's where you kind of you would want it to be a distance that is is you know in the same area, same ballpark as the onside kick conversion. So you know a fourth and fifteen play is probably a, a, a 11 percent play. It's not a it's not a it's not a very high percentage that you're converting on 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 fourth and fifteen. I think it's cool just to kind of that they're looking at just changing a couple things. You know, I'd love to see it in the preseason. Yeah, I think that I think that you could. And and what happens in these and what happens in this process is the competition committee discusses it, and then a team can elect to withdraw the proposal, or the competition committee could take the proposal. Um, edit it and propose it themselves, or they could say, "Hey, we're going to withdraw it and we're going to test it in the preseason." All of that's on the table, so I think that's uh, that's something that that you will you may see. This next playing rule proposal is very interesting. This mm-hmm. is overtime, and we've talked about overtime and getting away from the uh, from the the coin toss. And so what this does is it says if the score is tied at the end of regulation um, of any game, that the team that scored the m- that scored more touchdowns during regulation um, will basically get the get the choice. So if you scored more touchdowns than your opponent, you get the choice. Um, and if the team scored what the if they same, both score for, yeah. then we go to a coin toss. So this is this is this is trying to take the the chance out of it and saying you earn this opportunity. Right. I like that. Um, I'm kind of I, I I get it. I get the idea. Um, you know, it adds another layer. It adds, okay, now we got to keep track. It should of be fourth quarter Kansas touchdowns. City had two touchdowns. The, you know, the Rams had three. Whatever it is, to me, the honestly, the solve is. And look, when you're home, you get the choice. When you're on the road, you don't. End of story. You get eight home games. You get eight on the road right. in the playoffs, or 
you know, who knows now if we're going to 17, but if in the postseason you earn home field advantage. Yeah. And so you get, so the home team gets the choice to start the game and then overtime and that's, that's your, so that's how I see it. I get it. You know, I don't think the numbers necessarily, it's very, it's a very small percentage of, of, games that end with the team winning the toss and scoring a touchdown on the first drive. It's, it's probably 20%, um, maybe even less than that in recent, recent years. But I don't think that, you know, the argument about the chance of the coin toss is not going away. Both teams having possession, you know, that's not going away. I still like sudden death and I, and I, you know, I, I don't know if I, if we should get into some kind of a statistical, um, area to kind of figure it out. The other part of this proposal is to go back to 15 minutes in regular season um, overtime. So go from 10 to 15, which is interesting because they went from 15 to 10 for um, safety reasons. And now to go back to 15, you're saying, okay, the safety isn't as important as both teams getting a possession. So that's interesting. Um, And the next one, this is kind of a, starting the game clock. So after this two minute warning of the first half and after five minutes inside five minutes of the second half, um, the clock starts on the snap after a penalty, whether it's declined or accepted. And this is, this is a a proposal from Miami. They, they would say that the defense could elect to have the game clock start on the ready for play. And so what this, what this is, is the offense is behind. They out of timeouts, we're inside five minutes of the fourth quarter, and there's a penalty on the offense. Well, they they gain a timeout in that situation because right. the clock is going to start on the snap. Well, the counter to that is a team isn't going to intentionally foul during a down. They're not going to hold to stop the clock because any gain that you get is going to get negated and you're going to lose 10 yards. But it does accidentally happen and work out for the offense where they gain that advantage. So I get where Miami's coming from. And, uh, and it's interesting because – why that rule is imp- why why do you think why do you think the game clock let's see how let's see how let's see how smart you are both of you and I know and I already know there's different levels of of intelligence in this room yeah I'm more streets and um, <laughs> <laughs> and and funny as well <laughs> comedy. <laughs> That might have been the best line, the best timing. Hold on, hold on. Yes. That might have been the best line, the best timing that Travis has had since I've known him. That was that's, that's the there. funniest thing he's ever said. That's up there. Well, so I'm glad it was it's the recorded. most intentionally funny thing he said. He said some pretty unintentionally <laughs> funny things. Um, so why does why does inside two and inside five does the clock start on the snap after a penalty? Why do you think the NFL put that rule in? And that rule's been in for a long time. Is that when um, out of bounds stops the clock? Correct. Same thing. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, to not give extra well, what's timeouts. What's the reasons? What's the reason? Not extra To give no extra timeouts to the offense, right? No extra timeouts, no? No, that's what it does. Oh. It stops the clock, and it, and, it, and it starts on the snap. Outside two minutes and outside five, if there's a running play and there's a hold, the, the clock stops to enforce the hold and then the clock starts on the ready for play because it was running and the foul was the only reason that stopped the clock. Mm-hmm. Once we get inside two or inside five, whether it was running or not, it's always going to start on the snap. There are exceptions, 10-second runoff, thing like that. So it's always going to start on the snap. So the offense that's ahead, 
they can't run 40 seconds off the game clock. It's going to start on the snap. So the defense, same thing. Um, the reason is it conserves plays in those in those time frames, and those time frames are typically when the offense is trying to score points. They're behind. It promotes closer games. It com- promotes more exciting finishes. When you conserve plays in those in that two and that five window, it it provides the offense an opportunity to come back, and it creates closer games. That's the reason. Okay. Okay. Moving on. I have a question for you. Did anyone propose anything to stop that um, debacle that happened in that Patriots? Yes, they're gonna they're gonna okay. propose a yeah. uh, they're gonna propose a rule to make that unsportsmanlike. Um, last two proposals before we take a break. So this is interesting. Baltimore and L.A. Chargers have proposed two different concepts, and this concept is a sky judge concept. So the first concept is there are eight officials on the crew. So right now we have seven on field. This is adding an eighth official, and the eighth official will will be um, in in a in a booth and have the ability um, to create an officiating advisor's position somewhere else other than the playing field. Has full communication to the on field officials and has access to a television monitor and can just and can look at all the angles. So in essence, an eighth member of the crew that can help. In um, essence, the same thing the XFL is doing. What so the XFL they like is doing. what they see there. Yeah. And then the other one, this just really, it just creates, um, they're just calling it different. They're calling it the Senior Technology Advisor to the Referee. Okay, let's see how good you guys are. What's the acronym? It's the Senior Technology STA. Advisor to the Referee. To the Referee. STA. Star. Star. There you go. Referee. Yeah, star. Yeah. So this star is also is not sky judge. is is located in a replay booth has access to the video technology can hear what the officials are doing and can help out in different areas game administration possession um, location of the football in relation to a boundary line or the goal line uh, so interesting teams are they want to see some form of a video official and uh, and I think this will be a very interesting conversation as the competition committee meets. Uh, I'm curious as to where they land on this. Um, who are those people going to be? Ultimately, what responsibilities will they have? You know, in the XFL, we've we've kind of carved out player safety throughout the game and in the last five minutes of the game, anything. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But those are proposed uh, proposals by. Uh, Baltimore and the Chargers. So, and the next league meeting is, I see, March 18th. Is it? The league meeting is on the 29th. Oh, okay. I said that earlier. You weren't listening. But you I were, probably you was. Were, you were setting up it. your joke. You were just waiting. You were waiting for that joke. It might have been. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to go inside the queue. we got a couple of things coming up. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to talk, uh, talk a little food coming up next on Good Calls. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. 
because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required at your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. All right, we're back on Good Calls. Dean Blandino and crew. We, uh, I, made a, I made a comment earlier that there's different levels of, of intelligence in this room. And there are. We're all, we're all like... There's, we all have good things and bad things about us. About us, some are, you know, more you know, intelligent than others. Travis has a lot of street smarts, <laughs> but we decided, okay, we're, we're very competitive, and and we've had this ongoing thing about who has the best Uber rating. Pretty sure I do at this point. And I haven't taken an Uber there's since. There's an asterisk next to mine. Yeah, no, there's no asterisk. So your rating is your rating. Your rating is your rating, and it's an indication of 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 who you are as a person. By the way. So choices you made. We decided of- that we were gonna we're gonna we're all gonna take a Wonderlick exam and we'll reveal we'll do it in the next week or two and we'll reveal the the scores. Now the Wonderlick that's a cognitive exam that that the NFL has been using for draft eligible players. And it's kind of like, okay, if, if it's, it's, it's a lot of you have to work through problems, analytical problems. Like if Bobby has three apples and Sarah has six apples and, and Marsha has eight apples and blah, 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 how many apples, you know, whatever. It's not that simple, but it's... You it's, definitely need scratch paper for it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to work through some, some, some problems. So we're going to do a Wonderlick test. We're going to see who, who has the, uh, the highest IQ. It was funny because one of the things, having a nine-year-old, you kind of learn some of the, the lingo um, that is going around. I'm sure, Joe, you've experienced this. Your kids are you know in that same age range. And um, the Travis's kids just keep him up at night. And just so Luca, Luca had, he was in the studio and Travis, we had the, you know, we have that snack table in the back and Travis was like, oh, the snacks are loaded. And Luca was like spring loaded. So, so <laughs> that's like loaded. That's another level. 
like it's another that's that's like you're on a whole another level loaded and spring loaded so now joe the next time you have a little too much to drink i'm gonna double check i'm like are you loaded or are you spring loaded got it and then the other thing he keeps saying is like there's like if you do something really smart he's like oh that's a 200 iq move (laughs) and if you do something really dumb he's like oh that's a zero iq move and me and travis are like trying to figure out like where we kind of we live in that like 85 well, to well, I think Forrest Gump in the movie, 100. I think he rated it 85. So I was like, I'm probably like 70 He's probably in that. That's a 70 IQ move. You know, Joe's in that, probably in that same range. So you do, you do pick up the lingo. We did, we had a couple things. Travis, so Travis is, I don't know how we got on the conversation, but he's, do you realize Travis likes to sharpen his knives? Okay, we were, we're probably, knife. we were, comment, we were talking knives. about something inappropriate. I'm pretty sure in, involving uh, someone who tweeted some his uh, stockpiling of items he bought at Costco, and we were talking about sharpening knives. So and- OJ <laughs> tweeted about. Oh, I saw going, that. So yeah. OJ tweeted about going to Costco. And then, of course, the There's conversation. A lot of off-color like, comments on like, Twitter. He has to know, like <laughs> right. he's trolling the world. Like he has to know the comments people are going to make when he when he posts that picture. He's wearing the mask and everything. Who's scared of coronavirus? And the comments like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, my fa- my favorite my favorite line was that the, the, the chances of you killing me are greater than <laughs> yeah. me dying from the coronavirus. <laughs> so obviously, then we went to we we got on the sharpening knives conversation, like you do. <laughs> and Travis starts telling us that he sharpens his knives before using them. And he's like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to like cut grapes, I sharpen my knife. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think I, you need to sharpen your knife before you're cutting a grape. Like, why are you, do you need the razor sharp edge to cut a grape? Well, I just, I was talking about cutting grapes and tomatoes and anything with like a, a harder outside and a softer inside. And I'm cutting grapes it's for my like daughter, who's a toddler, who like grapes are, the pediatricians are always talking about how grapes are like the worst thing for kids to eat because they're, you know, they can choke on them. Yes, yeah, I agree. So when my kids were that age, you cut the grapes, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sitting there. Doing my Hanzo sword, you like, gotta sharpen and, the knife so you can cut. Kill so it's Bill easy to cut. So I could sharp. I could go kill the crazy eighty eights. <laughs> like what the heck? Like, I just you like, scare me. Like, I like having this shit <laughs> in his background. Like yeah. he scares the shit out of me. Like there's definitely <laughs> there's one of murders, the three of us was a killer. There's definitely, would definitely some, be there's him. definitely some bodies some, that he's sharpening. I don't mess knives. with cats. Yeah, so. he's sharpening knives before he cuts grapes. For what's wrong kids. with what's wrong with sharpening knives? Know. Like I don't know, but don't, okay, jumping nothing jumping wrong with sharpening knives. Yeah, we could get can we get a little picture of him? Just <laughs> I'll take yeah. a picture. I'll have my wife take a picture. We, next we time. tried a Joe. Boomerang. Joe, you were here for the when we tried the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Right. Yes. You were the, I was the chicken fetcher. We, it was good. We we sent Scott out to check us another chicken sandwich, which in my opinion was just not as good. And I will it, I won't go back. It was the KFC donut glazed donut chicken sandwich. That's disgusting. It was not good. That's fair food. It, yeah, I was going to say it was something you get at the state fair and, and I, I just didn't like yeah. I didn't like the combination. I didn't like I, I was just not not happy with it. And uh and so don't KFC it's not going to last long. You know, KFC and Taco Bell are owned by the same company. We should be banning both. Oh, there you oh, go. There, it's easy. There you go. It's now done. we're out. I've, I haven't been to Taco Bell since they eliminated the double decker taco, and now I'm not the chicken out of the bucket was good. And the, the mashed chicken potatoes was good. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The yeah. chicken was good, but now I'm Popeyes out. fried chicken over Popeyes KFC is better for sure. I agree. Oh, for sure. Popeyes is better, 100. percent So we'll go to their Popeyes seasoning's from, a little. We'll bit go better. to Popeyes from now on. Um, 
we did then we did get on the conversation of like how who was the first person that decided that saw a lobster and was like, mm, that's gonna be good. Like who and who was the first person like it's well a, if we melt butter and pour it all over large, it'll actually be better. It's basically a large insect. Like it's 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 like I it's get necessity. I get it. I know we live in this world where I can go, like I can go to the supermarket and get whatever I want. I get it. But who was like saw that thing and was like, mm, that's gonna be good. Are you a lobster fan? I do like lobster. I don't I don't like have to have lobster, but I'll I'll eat I'd lobster. rather do steak with shrimp over steak and lobster. I think lobster's a little overrated personally. I'm with you on that. I don't think it's like, I think it's good. Like if, if I'm at a restaurant and there's like a lobster option and I'm like, oh, that'd be good get like a lobster tail. But I, I just find it, you know, they used to like in Maine and New Hampshire, like where there's a big lobster population, they, they didn't, it wasn't always like this fancy food. They used to feed it to the prisoners at the, at the prisons. Like that's what they used to eat. In the prison. And could you imagine like the prisoners like don't, Tell anybody like this stuff sucks. <laughs> not lobster again. No, not again. Not again. I think one guy's like, "This is amazing." Shut the. Are you kidding? You got any lemon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we get one of those little nets that goes around the lemon because the seeds keep falling into right? my lobster? Um, okay, uh, I saw in the story from the Banger Daily News, Banger Maine, that it was consumed briefly by the royal and arist- aristocratic families of France and the Netherlands in the 16th and 17th centuries. So is that how it started? Yeah. But then it was so plentiful that they would use it as garden fertilizer in uh, in the Northeast at, at one point. And then that's probably around imagine, the same like, time. The, but the lobster population, like, just, like, they're, like, loving it. There's And then, and then like, somebody, yeah. oh, these are We're about to amazing. take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we, but we taste so good. Like, this is not gonna, it's not going to work. So the mid-19th century when it became uh, popular with the New Yorkers and Bostonians. So it was, like, a Northeast thing, obviously. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. What's your, and and yeah. what's your take on the lobster roll? I like a lobster roll. Lobster roll is good. Because I, I just like the whole, like the bread is always really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, like a, I like it hot though. Never really got into it. Bunch of mayo. Spicy hot or like piping hot? Piping no, like hot. temperature hot. Yeah. No, you know, what's, you know what is one of the greatest things on the planet? Is if you go to like Boston or you go to even San Francisco, they have it. You get a clam chowder, clam chowder. in the bread bowl. I love yeah. the bread bowl with Tabasco. Oh my yeah. god! Can we find that here? Can we get that? Yeah, somewhere? gotta be the bread bowl, New England I, clam chowder. It's it's, it's not with in the there. oyster with, like with the oyster crackers. We gotta even. have those crackers. Panera and, does a bread bowl. It, it's pretty the, good. And the Tabasco. Oh my god! My Panera. mouth is watering. Panera's right not too far from your place. Vaughn's makes a pretty good clam chowder, and you could just. Get a bread bowl. Get a bread bowl. You got to stay away from those. Remember that pic- that video we were looking at on the- this weekend? Oh God! It's it's a guy at one of those buffets with the ladle just drinking soup, drinking and, soup. and then he puts it back and walks. He puts off. it back, and somebody got a video. If of I that. saw that, I literally would be like, "Are you kidding me?" The, yeah, I mean, we don't funny. even have to make a rule because it should just already be known. But that guy breaking the rule. Exactly. Nice job, Joe. Finally. Boom. <laughs> On time. We were talking about other weird things that people eat, and we were talking like people still eat squirrels. And like, yeah, well, it depends like, on where you live. Like, yeah. people like the insects are a great source of protein. Like, people eat bugs all you over ever the world. You insects? Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid. No, I mean, like, since you become an I'm, adult. And I've never, like, a like street I've, I haven't had it. No, I really haven't. Like have been anywhere that that's like you know like crickets on a stick crickets, or something yeah. like I've never had. Yeah, that. I was at the night market in China. Yeah, you know, and I've never in been. Twenty fourteen, and no, they, they, I would they try said, it. Did you put a scorpion down? No, I didn't touch any of that stuff because they said if like, you should stay away from the the grease if you're you're not used to eating that because I guess it can be 
you know, it's reused all the time. So like a friend who's from China, she's like, yeah, you guys probably should stay away from that. I don't think your stomachs will be able to handle it. I didn't touch it. You look like a guy with a weak stomach. Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh-huh. I can see Travis. Does this have gluten in it? <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, I still think people in LA are more scared of gluten than they are the coronavirus. It's still, it's still higher. We should put a, a poll out, right? Um. All right. Let's. This is this is a new thing we want to try. Okay. So Travis, Joe, I'm going to give you a copy just so you can read along. Okay. Don't read the script yet. All okay? right. But Travis, we're going to do an audition. Travis, this is this is either can I have one, a Trav? movie he hasn't. Yeah, you can pass that down. Movie he hasn't seen or a movie he's seen a long time ago. Okay. And so. Travis is coming in for an audition. I'm going to do the read with him. He's going to be one character. I'm going to be another. I'll read with him. Now, you are auditioning for the part. I'm going okay. to give you a background. So the movie okay. is the movie you're auditioning for is Goodfellas, okay, which Travis thinks he's watched. He, he's, he's seen it years and years ago, unlike the rest of the world who's watched it. Well, I was going to rewatch it because it just popped up on Amazon Prime, yeah. but it was too loud with my yeah. son it's, sleeping yeah, next exactly. to me. Exactly. There's too much curses. For, oh, this for, is such a great so, scene. So... I'm going to give you a little background. Okay. You're reading Goodfellas. This is a this is a a mob movie. Okay, this is going to be a definitely um, seen. Definitely seen Martin it. Scorsese yeah. is the director. Ray Liotta, your you're, favorite. You're reading one of your favorites, Travis. Travis, sorry. you're at an audition. Who comes in and starts talking? Just I'm sorry. listen. I, all right, I'm done. In this scene, you're playing you're playing Tommy. Okay, Tommy and Henry are having a conversation in a restaurant. Tommy has just told a very funny story. Okay, Tommy is, is a very funny guy. He's just told a very funny story. I'm Henry, okay? My lines are in black, your lines are in red. Okay. Okay. You're you're Tommy. You're a you're a bloodthirsty killer for the mob, but you're you're a kind of a lovable bloodthirsty killer. Okay. All right. All right. You're Italian, Italian American. You're you're kind of got a little bit of a Napoleon complex. You're a little bit shorter in stature. Okay, you're a little bit off. You're a little bit off. Okay. You're not all there. Okay? All right. You're Tommy. I'm Henry. All right? Here it goes. You're a pistol. You're really funny. You're really funny. What do you mean I'm funny? It's funny, you know? It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. What do you mean? You mean the way I I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're just funny. It's funny. The way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? Funny. What's funny about it? Tommy, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What did, what did you say? <laughs> funny how? <laughs> just... What? Just, you know, you're funny. You mean, let me understand this, because, you know, maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe, but I'm funny how? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a clown? I amuse you? <laughs> I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? <laughs> you what do you mean, funny? Funny how? Are, how am I funny? You are the worst actor I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, you know, how you tell the story. What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. You motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. You stuttering prick, you <laughs> Frankie was, he's shaking. I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold <laughs> under questioning. Cut. Wow. 
I don't know if it's if it's his bad acting or his complete inability to read. read. <laughs> that's the issue. It's probably a little. Oh above. my god, that's so that's one of the that's a that's an iconic scene. Great, great scene in American movie history, and you just set it back like a hundred years. It's amazing. You did good. Uh, who yeah. um, you did good. You know who what? plays that character? Was that um, Joe so, Pesci? Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah okay. he said that well, before. Well, yeah. Joe's gonna. Joe's the guy that just read before you is this this actor. His name is Joe Pesci. He's gonna get the part, Travis. You're not getting the part. Yeah, but he did a really good. He, job. Is it because really I'm Norwegian? Yeah. So we're gonna yeah. do that. Let's, Figures let's always against the Norwegians. Hey, tweet me if you watch and tweet me movie scenes you want Travis to audition <laughs> for. Treat me. Tweet me what roles you want him to audition for. He hasn't seen a lot of movies, so let me know. Let me know. Let's go, Brandon Blandino, and then we'll wrap it up. Just saying, I never came to L.A. looking to be an actor. Underwear model. Underwear model, porn star, yeah. But neither wow. of those worked out either. Wow. All right, here we go. <laughs> Weed dealers are no longer drug dealers. Do they even have jobs? Okay, so yeah, well, what is a weed dealer? Like, if you, if you remember the guy, like, every, you had a weed dealer, right? Yeah. You had a, a yeah. guy that... You know, in New York City, well, now it's just a fucking store. Now it's just, yeah. Yeah. So they can't do the guys or the girls, whoever they are, who sell weed, what are they? I think they still do it. They call themselves doctors. They, now they go into like growing and now they but sell there's to the still, like, I guess, is there still a illegal weed? Like, can I, I think still is, do yeah. it old school? I think so. Can they still have the guy show up? Yeah. He prob- they probably just expand their product line. I would think. I don't to include other things. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay. I w- I just that that's not like even like that's just a legitimate question. Well, there's apps now. You just get on like a, I, I know. A, right? you you just bring it to your house. MedMen and all that and all that stuff. Yeah. But is that is the guy that's still kind of the dime bag guy? Is he still a guy? I I would imagine they're still around at some level. I don't know. Because, well, for a while, because you had to get, like, a medical card or something. Okay. But now I think it's just wide open, right? Here, I got another one. Yeah. This one's actually funny. <laughs> this is going to be great. So for, this one's great point. for Travis. At Poo and Cabo, lean over to a black guy. White people. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Showed him a picture of Travis. Should be the rest of it. So that actually happened. <laughs> so that... So, we were in Cabo and w- with a group of people, a group of white people, and Joe and our friend Steve and these other people, and they were like having the time of their lives, like dancing. Joe had like a bandana around his head that said like what, like sex machine or something. something. I am sex machine. I am sex machine. Yeah, like dancing, Classy. being completely like ridiculous, and and I was like having a nice time. Dean was taking a nap. I was taking a nap having a nice time under my umbrella. And there was this really cool couple that we met that had, had, uh, you know, the chairs next to us and we were talking to them and then, and the one dude, he's a black guy and I like watching them and I just leaned over to him and I was like, white people, am I right? (laughs) And he just knew exactly what I was talking about because it was just like, you know, there was maybe like three or four black people in the entire pool area and it was just white people doing white people shit. (laughs) And it was just like that. Yeah, that's a thing. It was fun. 
I had a great time. It was a good time. Everyone knows you had a great time. We'll go back to Cabo. Yeah, we should do that again. All right, that's the show. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on IG and Twitter at Rules Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.